0: the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Millicent Rovello, and I am here today with my lovely and amazing co-host, Dr. Jay Calvert. How are you?
1: I am doing very well, and I am pretty excited about this topic.
0: I am too, and I'm really excited that we're doing it, and I'm kind of surprised that it's taken us this long to get to it. But the topic today is anti-aging and how to do it properly. So preventative anti aging, what to do from basically age twenty five on to prevent the onset of visible signs of aging. Basically, everything you need to do between now and your future facelift <laughs> is how I personally look at it.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I think it could it can definitely include surgical interventions for sure. Yes. I mean, that's that is the a big topic. Is people always say, "Well, when do you get your facelift?" So this is the boy. I can't possibly need a facelift yet. So what do I do? So what do I do? That?
0: And it's a topic of conversation that I have so many times over and over with my friends who are mostly the same age as me. and going through the same aging process and they are bombarded with marketing and with information and beauty magazines and articles. And so they always come to me and ask, well, like what actually works and what should I do? So that's why I feel it's a really pertinent topic. And to be fair, um, disclaimer: This is sort of you know what you can do if you have unlimited resources. Granted, <laughs> <Totally>. not everybody <laughs> is going to be able to do everything on this list, but at least it gives the options of what's available to do. And we do know that aging, I mean, obviously, you know, that old statement, you start dying the day you're born, really depressing and morbid. But in reality, you actually start losing your youthful collagen at about age 20. At age 19, 20, you start producing 1% less collagen every single year. So that's really when the onset of aging starts. And when you really should actually start thinking about doing this. So this podcast should probably be marketed to like 18 year olds in in, in all fairness. That's Just, right. What do you do?
1: Well, you know, it's the truth. It's like you're sitting there at, you know, whatever age and, and you look fabulous. I think it was when you you know, if you're twenty years old, you look great. Like you're not gonna Amazing. look better. You know, so that get get used to it. But the as think, my
0: as my jealous friends who are my age say, Oh, those fat face girls in the clubs. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're so plump and cute. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's the way it works. Um I think it was Kurt Vonnegut who said during one of his in during his MIT uh, graduation address when you get older you'll look back on your photographs from, from this day and realize how fabulous you look.
0: Fabulous is the good word. It
1: is. It's really true. Uh, so, So what do you do to stay that way? Well, you know, there's a lot. First of all, there's no substitute for taking care of a good diet exercise not smoking and not Ugh. drinking so let's throw all that out right away
0: that's like duh, <laughs> obvious hello we're 2022 alcohol
1: <laughs> don't ages smoke you. smoking stay ages out of the you. sun
0: <laughs> All <of these> sun <laughs>
1: ages you wear sunscreen
0: eat the... healthy exercise blah 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 but here i will do a big plug for sunscreen and sun protection i think yes. that is critical if you're going to start looking at anti-aging at age 18 20 this is where sun protection is so key and it's so important because at this age you are out on the beach you're going to vacation you're by the pools you're hanging with your friends in vegas and you are in the sun so sunscreen 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 hats the whole shebangs if you want to tan your body yeah you may get skin cancer but the face is the most important thing above all else because that more than anything will age you so fast you can be 40 years old and look amazing skin-wise, or you can be 40 years old and look like you're 60. And a lot of it has to do with how much sun exposure you've had. So this is where I would say sunscreen is super important. And really for the first, you know, in your early mid-20s, it really is skincare that's going to make a big deal in terms of how you age. And this is a great time to start Retin-A's, you know, Retin-A's help prevent the breakdown of collagen. So by the time that you are 20 and you're starting to break down college. No, collagen, not a bad time to start going on a retin A every other night or however your skin can handle it, because that's only going to improve your skin in the long term. Things like vitamin C in the mornings so that helps as well. So this is where your skincare regimen is really important in your early twenties.
1: Yeah, skin skincare. Well, you know if we can—that's a whole topic. <laughs> which, by can, the
0: way, we need to do.
1: You need to do that. <laughs> what I recommend is to get in with an esthetician yeah. who really has a great following. And understands your skin So that they can You don't need Six thousand dollars Worth of products no, You need like Two or three yeah. You need a good routine But you don't Have to just spend On skin In fact Most skin Easy for me to say <laughs> Most skin care products Irritate your skin more than they help. help calm it,
0: and a lot of them don't really actually work. You really need a good solid two to three products. I'm going to say vitamin C, sunscreen, and retin A in your arsenal at this age. And other than that, you're set. Like yep, you don't need to do a whole lot more than that. Maybe some eye cream, maybe some neck cream, but like you don't really. Those are the three main ones. And then once you start getting to you know 24, 25. That's when you might want to start thinking about Botox, and I'll reference you back to our "What's with the Botox?" Yep. podcast because our that early is,
1: Botox are here. <laughs> only, yes, <laughs>
0: because people Millicent do had ask, her
1: first Botox when she was six years old. <laughs> it's true,
0: maybe seven, but <laughs> it's true. Like you, you know, people always ask, "Well, how early is too early for Botox?" And does preventative Botox actually work? And I'm, I'm going to go on the record and say I think it does. Botox affects muscles that move. And so if the muscles don't move, they cannot form the creases that muscles will form over time. So those are the lines between your eyebrows that form when you frown. They're the lines on your forehead that form when you raise your eyebrows. And they're the lines around your eyes that form when you smile. So you got to be a little judicious. Obviously, you don't want to freeze your face when you're 25 because that's a very odd look as well. But a soft Botox at about this age is actually really helpful because it definitely minimizes the amount of movement you do and over time will maintain a smoother, wrinkle-free appearance.
1: Yeah, I am in total agreement. I think that's the time that you get into it. You don't have to go crazy with it. Maybe you go two or three times a year. You probably, right. You know, you don't have to go four times. No, here or you don't times need
0: here. a lot. You just need a little bit to make sure that you're not creating these exaggerated expressions that are forming lines. Um, and then the other thing you might want to start looking into in your mid-20s are some sort of laser treatments there's a lot of laser treatments out there that do all sorts of things and we can we have done a whole podcast on that but sort of the basic tenets of lasers are ones that get rid of dark spots sunspots and ones that provide some kind of tightening benefit and this is a good time to start doing both of those this is totally. where sunspots are going to start coming out and the sooner you can address them and treat them on a regular basis the better chance you have of maintaining clear skin and then skin tightening lasers are always going to be helpful. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to do some full face CO2 thing. You don't need that. But a, a light pixel, some kind of light fraxel, something that's going to stimulate your skin to start regenerating collagen. Because we just already said, you're already losing it. And this is a great time when lasers will actually work because you don't have Significant damage. You still have good skin tone and elasticity, so the the lasers actually work pretty well because they have something to work with.
1: They work very well, and and that's the thing is that you know maybe you don't need to do like a full resurfacing when you're in your 20s, but maybe when in your early 30s you do. Mm -hmm. You know maybe when you're 32, three, five, somewhere in there, you might want to get into doing like a light resurfacing. I call them a laser facial, where I just turn the pixel down and run the the pixel laser over their skin, which just is stimulatory more so than a you know an ablative, ablative yeah. resurfacing like and for uh tracy in wisconsin ablative means to actually burn off the right. top layers of the skin yeah
0: that's pretty aggressive um, and there are all levels of lasers that will do that from mildly aggressive to very aggressive mm-hmm. but i think starting to get that into the arsenal and something you do on yeah. a regular basis maybe every six months or so is a good way to sort of stay on top of the aging effects that are happening in your skin
1: Microneedling.
0: Microneedling is another good one that's going to give micro trauma to the skin. In the same way, it'll stimulate collagen to form. So it's not, microneedling is really not going to treat major issues. It'll help a little bit with some fine lines. It'll definitely help with the texture of the skin. But it's one of those things where if you do it on a regular basis, I think the skin does really like that.
1: Yeah, the benefit of microneedling is pretty obvious right away. I mean, it takes three or four days. It calms down and it looks great. Um, one thing that I've got to, I got to say, really, you should not leave off this list is getting in for a very aggressive hydrofacial and getting, yes. you know, getting the, getting your skin polished.
0: Yeah. That's, that's you know? very key. That's I key. Will, that is very key. I will admit that I'm really bad at that because that is more, it's time consuming, it's time consuming it's and time. I just don't have the time to come for a monthly facial. If I did, I think they would be amazing. I would love to. And actually, you know what? This morning. <laughs> I was thinking about. I was like, gosh, when my son's out of the house, I'm gonna commit one weekend a month to just self care. I'll Do my mani pedi. I'll get a facial on a monthly basis. Get a massage. These are like my like yeah. fantasies.
1: <laughs> well, but that the fantasy facial can was, happen. Was in yeah. there
0: because I do think a monthly facial is really beneficial.
1: That fantasy can happen. My my dad had a day every week called Health Day. And on health day, he would do all of his health stuff. He would do his massage. He would do his yoga stretches or whatever. He got them from uh, the Sagaski Center. And he would do, he'd, he'd just do everything health. And health day was important. And he, he committed to it like he had to go to work. <laughs> you know, I was like, I can't, I can't make that. <laughs> That's I got health day that day. So, and, you know, he's 79 years old now. And, you know, knock on wood, he looks like my fraternity brother. So, so maybe you know, there's you something gotta do to it. health day. Health day is key. So I, I recommend you get on the health day right away. It sounds yeah. like you got two years. I have
0: two more years before I really can do that. And then once every quarter, I want to like do something nice at the peninsula or something. These are just my little fantasies. Oh, those are good fantasies. I <laughs> of nothing on this <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but why not? But why not? So, and that's what you have to think about. You got to think about like it's a job. You know, I need to get this done. I mean that's how that's the only way you're going to get your facial in that's the only way that you're going to get your lasers done you have to commit the time this stuff all takes time and
0: it takes planning like okay so this is the day i'm going to do this this is the month that i'm going to do this and and it does take some planning because otherwise it's very easy to let all of that slide and then once you start getting so now say we're like early 30s now what are your options now you may start to see some sagging of the skin some looseness of the previous elasticity you may see some bags forming under the eye, some looseness of the jowls or the jaw I feel line. like you're
1: describing my face <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're doing right now you just at me I'm, going like I'm, hey, some bags under <laughs> the eyes get some lines around me
0: the- <laughs> i'm working up to your face hold on don't go anywhere i know
1: we've got like 20 more years to go
0: <laughs> but this is where you're kind of going to start to see visible signs of aging. And this is where I think energy based devices are really key. Yes. And there are definitely a number of them out there. I think that there um, is one in this age group that I think works probably the best. And that's going to be old therapy. Old yeah. therapy is an ultrasound ultrasound generating energy device. And it's used for the neck, the lower face. Um, it can be used a little bit for the mid face, um, then there's also some other devices like Thermivage, which is really good, yep. I think, for under eyes and maybe for the brows. So these are things that are a little more invasive than a laser that just treats the top surface of the skin. These are devices that go deeper than skin layer and actually target the tissues and the collagen below the skin to tighten them up. Um, they're not cheap. Now we're sort of getting into where things are getting a little more expensive. You know, old therapies, anywhere from three to $4,000, you do it every one to two years probably does it work and that's a good question i have a nurse practitioner that i used to work with and she did old therapy very commonly and she was very honest with her patients and she would tell them look i have some patients where old therapy works great and you can see the results and i have some patients where you don't really see any result so if you're okay spending thirty five hundred dollars and maybe not seeing a benefit well then it's for you so i mean you have to sort of look at it in in that mindset But that being said, I think even if you don't see a visible result, I do think it's still doing some benefit because you can only benefit from having that influx of energy because it does stimulate collagen. It does stimulate regeneration. So maybe you don't get a visible result, but I think it may fall into that spectrum of therapeutic, preventative, anti-aging devices.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like all therapy a lot. Uh, It's... It works on the the deep tissues of the face. Obviously, the SMAS, the subcutaneous tissue, and it. Uh, it I, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of complaints about it, and we do a lot of them. So, yeah, I mean, it I does, think does the hurt. Patients like it.
0: Fair fair disclosure. it, it doesn't feel great. Well, no
1: pain, no gain. No pain, no I gain. Mean, that's for the way all this works, of these right? Things. Yeah, any yeah. of these things. I but mean, this hello. is the, this is
0: the first one out of this list so far. We're going to be kind of like ouch, ouchy. But you know, we have the Pronox, which is fantastic. Yes, Pronox is basically laughing gas that you can get at your dentist. Um, <laughs> it totally but it works. works really well for procedures like this. It takes the edge off the anxiety. It lets the topical pain medicines work. So that is a nice thing to do.
1: Oh yeah, the uh, I the, think the Pronox the is key. Uh, that that helps a lot, especially if you're doing like we do the Opus. A lot too, which is mm-hmm. uh, a combination of plasma laser and microneedling with radio frequency. That that definitely is painful. And yes. it tightens and it resurfaces at the same time. You know, there these things are all sort of those, you know, I'm starting to see a change in my skin kind of uh, moment for for these devices. Althera, right. Opus, pixel laser resurfacing, uh doing your microneedling. Uh, doing your uh, uh, any of your IPLs, which we have several several types of IPL. We have some that get out get the redness out. We have some that go more for the brown spots. All of them tend to stimulate collagen and help with resurfacing. Mm-hmm. So you really need to go to a skilled practitioner. Obviously, not yes. everybody's in Beverly Hills and have to have the benefit of seeing Orla or Daniela down in uh, in Newport Beach. So wherever you are, you just want to make sure that your your Either PA, nurse, doctor, dermatologist, whoever's doing this for you, is really up to date on these on different devices. types of devices because right. the technology kind of it kind of changes every time. You know, I go to some meeting. You know, it's right. really it's really moving. So
0: the technology definitely moves fast, um, and I think wherever you go, you know, this is not the place or the time to really do Groupon type things because <laughs> nope. for many reasons. But one of them being. You don't want to be bouncing around from place to place. Right. You know, you want to find a place that has practitioners you trust, that have devices you trust, and that I think we've talked about this before, but that really allows you to lay out a plan for your treatment. So this year yes. I'm going to do this. Next year I'm going to do old therapy, and then I'm going to do a Q every six months. You know, an IPL or a Fraxel. So you can get a treatment plan in a place that you trust, and that's going to give you the right advice for where you are in your regimen, and you know, with what your budget may be.
1: You always need some sort of captain of the ship, either a a doctor that you trust, preferably a plastic surgeon, because the the, the reason to go to a plastic surgeon is that they understand the surgical options. And when the non-surgical stuff has crapped out yes. and now it's time to go under the knife so that's a really important point because otherwise you turn turn into these you know Puffy. stay puff <laughs> stay puff marshmallow man and we haven't even talked about fillers yet but you know they just blow your face up to get rid of the wrinkles and like before you know it, your head's the size of a bowling ball and people are saying like doesn't she look oh weird God.
0: yeah she looks a little she looks funny really weird yeah what is that yeah and you know the dermatologists out there are great the nurse practitioners and pas that work in some of these med spas are great but sometimes it does i think really help to get a plastic surgeon's opinion at least um because if you go to a non-surgeon you're going to get non-surgical options and sometimes you can get very odd looking
1: If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself...